Not long ago, I went on a hike, and along the path, I saw a small shrub. It had light green leaves, and、um, they were serrated at the edges. And along the branches, there were purple berries. These were a very bright purple, almost neon in their sheen. Now, if you were raised anything like me, you were probably told by the adults in your life, "Don't eat berries from bushes out in the wild."、And、this can be good advice because many berries are poisonous. But while many are poisonous, there are also many that are good and delicious to eat. But the reality is that most of us don't really know how to distinguish the difference, and so rather than teaching how our children how to know the difference, we just tell them don't eat any berries. We have become totally reliant upon agriculture for our daily sustenance, rather than going out in the woods and receiving the gifts of creation. We rely on the grocery store and things that are shrink wrapped and packaged and very well labeled. That's where we get our food, and so we've come to trust all of the systems that bring us that food: the markets and farms and economy that deliver it to us. That's where we put our trust. Now, the situation for the people of Israel, as they were gaining their freedom from Egypt and moving into the wilderness, was pretty similar. They knew how to shop at the supermarkets of Egypt, to go there and to get ready grains for their food and meat here and there. As you heard in our scripture reading, they they missed the the flesh pots of Egypt, but. The reality is that they probably didn't get all that much meat. Kind of a false memory. But in their reliance and their their trust on the systems of Egypt, they had missed the gifts that God was offering them already in creation. Just like most of us, if you were to take us and drop us off in the Ozark Mountains. We would probably find ourselves starving after a few days, and our food had run out. But that wouldn't be because there wasn't food around; just that we didn't know how to identify it, how to understand and and eat all of the the resources there. It was very similar for the people of Israel as they moved out of Egypt. They were in the wilderness of the Sinai, and there was food there and available. They didn't know how to recognize it because they were so dependent upon the systems of Egypt, those very systems that had so long enslaved them. So God wants to free them. Freedom can be a risky thing, and when we begin to experience it in our lives, sometimes we can panic, and that's exactly what the people of Israel did. So、they started to realize their food was running out. They panicked, and they didn't want to quite admit that it was God that they had a problem with. And so, as so often happens, they turned on their leaders, Moses and Aaron. 
They wanted to blame the institutions that they thought were, had, had brought them out of Egypt instead of recognizing that it was God who was liberating them. But through Moses and Aaron, God reminds them of the truth. God was leading them into freedom. And if they didn't like the, their situation, if they weren't trusting of Moses and Aaron, it was really God that they didn't trust. God wanted to lead them into a whole new pattern of life, one in which they no longer relied on the empire as their way of life. If God had just led them out of Egypt and fed them in the way that Egypt had fed them, then they would probably have come into the promised land and set up a whole new Egypt, a little Egypt, with a new kind of Pharaoh. Maybe Moses and Aaron would be put in in their place, and they would then repeat all of those patterns of empire that they had learned. So God had to lead them into a totally different way, different pattern of life. The way that God does this is really brilliant. God doesn't just come in and drop sacks of flour into their camps like a UN food program plane from the heavens. Instead, God introduces them to a totally different kind of food, something that they had never experienced. And this food was different in that it not only did they not know what to call it, but it also couldn't be cultivated and it couldn't be stored. Just a little past where our scripture reading ends today, we're told that manna, if you kept it for more than one day, it would rot and be filled with maggots. There was delicious and nutritious food just for one day, except for on the Sabbath when you could actually keep it for two. So in that reliance on this daily food, they were led into a different kind of economy, the kind of economy that God knew they needed to live into the gifts of the promised land. And so when they encounter this new kind of food, they say, what is it? And in a kind of comedy routine, kind of like the Abbott and Costello, who's on first, God says, exactly. And they say, no, what, what is it? And God says, yes, that's what it is. It's what is it? Manna, the literal meaning of the word manna is... What is it? (laughs) And so they're given this gift that is always left as kind of a question mark. They don't know what it is. And though scholars have tried to figure it out over the years, we still don't really know what manna is. And while we don't rely on manna for our daily food anymore, we are very much like the people of Israel. We've come to trust all kinds of systems and institutions for our daily life, for the goods that we rely on. And God wants to remind us that we shouldn't put our trust in those things. We shouldn't put our trust in our political leaders or our governments, in our schools or in our economy or even in our churches. God is the one who is constantly offering us gifts. And our work is to trust that those gifts are good, and to take them from God's hands, even if we don't fully understand them, 
even if we can't put a name to them. Even if all we can say is, what is it? And God says, exactly. Now today, we are celebrating the baptism of Mia and Santi. And in that baptism, they are being ushered into, a, into the Christian life, what we call the Christian faith. And that word faith in the scriptures could also just as easily be translated as trust. And that's what their life of faith will be. It will be about learning, like the people of Israel learned, to trust God, even in those times when we don't really understand all of what is going on, but to trust that God is there and offering us good gifts that will nourish us and bring us into fullness of life. Now, on that hike that I began with, I took some of those purple berries from one of the branches, and I held them out and offered them to my family. My wife said, are you sure those are edible? But my youngest daughter, Lucia, took a few from my hand, popped them into her mouth, and enjoyed their sweet flavor. She didn't do that because she knew what those berries were. She did it instead because she trusted me and the gift that I was offering. And that is how we, too, are to live in response to God. God is offering us all kinds of gifts, gifts that we may not be able to put a name to or fully understand, but our work is to trust God. Even as we say, what is it? God will say, exactly, eat and be filled. Amen. Amen.